You're listening to Inside Blitz with LaVon Kirkland. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Inside Blitz with LaVon Kirkland. I'm your co-host, David White, along with Mikey Football, and of course the man, the myth, the legend, LaVon Kirkland. And so thank you so much to all of you tuning in today. Those that tuned in last week, it was the biggest uh, podcast that we've done. Thousands of people have watched all of these podcasts. Right. We've gotten over... An extra thousand already to date on the Danny Ford live from the hemp farm, which was unbelievable, <laughs> fantastic. So thanks for helping us make a difference through football, Levon. What's going on with the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame? What? How are you doing today? Well, today I'm doing very well. I, I, I like to tell everybody that man, we got a new partnership, or we had this partnership for a while with the South Carolina Department of Commerce. We're so happy to have you aboard, and we are making a difference through football. Ball and how you ask, we make a difference. We educate, we empower, and we encourage our young students. And it is an amazing thing that we're doing with the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. And you, my friends, and you and me can become members. We also can do sponsorships. If any companies out there want to do a sponsorship, donations, and become a member, it's going to change and make a big impact on our students. Mikey, what you got for us today? Well, I love that pitch. Thank you. And we appreciate the South Carolina Department of Commerce for getting in on this. Right. Um, and for all those who want to come and uh, become a member and support this program with us, uh, can go to scfootballhof.org. Mm-hmm. and uh, become a member right there. That's right. So supporting the Bridge Builder Program, specifically the Department of Commerce, we appreciate Bobby Hitt and, yes. of course, Jay Blankenship bringing that to us. And we've got a great interview for you today, uh, Coach Fisher DeBerry. Yeah, and, homeboy. Uh, yeah, actually kind of not quite from Lamar, but from Sherrall, South Carolina. Big metropolis. Which, you metropolis. know, you can run your 100 and be out of town. Yeah, well. <laughs> Instead of your 40 like you can do at Lamar. Well, I noticed that you guys were getting along like oh, a yeah. long week. Of course, man. Of course. We got to know. Well, we were in the same class, okay. first and foremost. And we are on the bus, the uh, Hall of Fame bus, the mobile bus. And, man, we had a great time, man. We got to know each other. And, you know. Uh, once I found out he was from Sherrall, man. It was like lickety split. Oh, yeah, Y'all yeah, like yeah. Beans and carrots. Oh, we're homies. <laughs> we're homeboys. Well, and, and Fisher has such a such a, uh, a personality, a type of personality that you're drawn to. Oh, yeah. And he's so excitable when he talks. It, when, if you listen to his video for his induction, he just gets up there. He's just this little, small guy. And then all yeah. of a sudden... Boom! Yeah. He hits you yeah. right across the face, and you're and like, "Okay, I'm listening to you." And he's like 84 years old, right? Yeah, it, it, I think he's like 81. I want to believe 81. Uh, he's, he's, I want some of whatever he's I, drinking. I know yeah. he does not so. look any bit. He doesn't act any bit of 81, yeah. but uh, I need that. He, he's amazing. Class of 2017, as you said, he's, mm-hmm. he was a cla- uh, classmate of yours right. uh, in the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. And most people would know him as the longtime coach of Air Force, right. where he was uh, uh, had an amazing uh, tenure there. Uh, but uh, Wofford grad, played baseball and football. Uh, we'll hear a little bit about that today in the, in the interview. But uh, great guy. And what he's doing with the Fisher DeBerry, 
Berry Foundation is mm-hmm. fantastic yes. for single parent homes um, and uh, kids with that grew up in single parent homes. And um, he's just a great supporter of ours, and, and uh, we love him as well. And Absolutely. Had an opportunity to go to some of his foundational things in the past, and what he does for football. Uh, for people in football is amazing. Well, you're absolutely right, Mike. And Fisher DeBerry, he was one of the coaches in the uh, Medal of Honor Bowl. Yep. We had an opportunity to work with him there, obviously, as a Hall of Fame inductee. Mm-hmm. This guy has been successful at every level of the game and no one of the most successful, the, the members of the military, the service academies, they remember him. And uh, he, he's really full of wisdom and energy and love and I love the fact that he shared some of that with us and so tune in here we're coming up live he's going to talk about who perhaps uh, helped influence him what his keys to success are and several other things you're not going to want to miss so stay tuned stick around we're the Inside Blitz with Levine Kirkland and we'll be right back with Coach Fisher DeBerry. Hey this is Fisher DeBerry and you're listening to the Inside Blitz with Levine Kirkland. Hey, welcome back. We have the Wyatt Law Studio. You're here with the Inside Blitz with LaVon Kirkland. And today, we have a special guest, one of my buddies. One of the guys who actually came in the same class as I was, as a South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, Coach Fisher DeBerry. How you doing, sir? Hey, LaVon, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So happy that you can be on with us. It is an honor, and I appreciate the opportunity. Okay, well, let's get into it, Coach. Uh, Coach, we did come in the same class. We met each other on a bus. I want you to share with the audience what do you like so much about LeVon Kirkland? <laughs> well, he's, he, he's from the lower part of the South Carolina, the PD, where I'm from. We're homeboys. And I love to be around heroes, so uh, you've always been my my hero because of the kind of player you were and certainly the role model that you were for young people in this state, LeVon. I mean that very sincerely, and I know you and my son Joe, when he played baseball yes. at, uh, at Clemson, y'all were good friends. And yes, sir. So highly of you and, the, and your character and, again, what you were doing for young people up there and, uh, as a, as a, as a uh, top uh, college athlete. And, that's so important today. I think that's just one way of giving back, you know, when you get to, into some of the positions and we've been so fortunate to be in. Uh, well, thank you, Coach. You're so nice. And um, your $20 is coming in the mail. <laughs> make, make sure you look out for it, okay? I'll be over. I'll, I'll check it first thing in the morning. All right. Well, I, I will wait, you know, maybe to Friday. <laughs> I will look for it tomorrow. I know why. It doesn't, it doesn't, David doesn't play very well. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do a lot of lot of, lot for minimum wage. Oh, well, it's quite all right. I, I love working for the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. Okay. We're going to throw you another softball, Coach. A little question here. Um, if you can instantly become an expert in something, what would it be? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I think uh, I don't ever know that you could ever be a perfect Christian, but I, I, I would certainly like to, you know, to try a little bit harder and harder and harder. I made a lot more and more progress, but uh, 
same time, I know that's humanly impossible, but I think if we uh, keep the role model of the master coach foremost in our hearts and in our minds, that we could, you know, somewhat get close, and maybe that would be uh, appealing to him. Amen. Uh, Amen. Amen. Love that answer, Coach. Um, we're going to go back to your days in Sherrall. Can you tell us what it was like growing up in the mean streets of Sherrall, South Carolina? <laughs> well, you know, it's sort of like growing up in the Martin Temple in that area over there where you're from. Yeah. There ain't a whole lot, ain't a whole lot to do. Matter of <laughs> fact, you know, when, when Hurricane Hugo came through, it hit Sherrall pretty good, and it did $3 right. million dollars worth of improvement in, in Sherrall. Right. Uh, <laughs> $2 million dollars worth of improvement. <laughs> And you know it's uh, it's it's a great place to be from. I was telling a group the other night that uh, that uh, you know it's a, it's an advantage I think to mm-hmm. grow up in a small town simply because uh, I was telling this to a men's group at our church. It's because uh, you know in a small town everybody knows you, so you got to watch out what you do. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that you know when there's adversity, people care about you, and you know they come and they they'll help. And I never forget. One time we had a fire to break out in our in our bathroom, and it was just amazing to me as a little guy to see how fast people got there and got that fire out before it even got close to the house. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, now, a lot a lot of people don't understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we 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 had an outdoor privy, and uh, we we did have a two seater down. Well, you know, Coach, I actually do know about that. My grandmother had a one-seater, so um, I I definitely understand where you come from. But because we are homies, we can relate. Um, Now, you were in in, at Walford. You were um, you were a two-star guy. You played at you played football and baseball. But tell me now, honestly, which sport do you like the best? I don't know whichever one's in season. <laughs> in high school, you know, I tried to play them all three and, and run track, but I wasn't very good in any of. Them. But uh, whatever was in session, that's that's what I really enjoyed. But uh, you know, I, I don't know that I enjoyed one more than I did the other. But of course, uh, it was football that got me back to Walford College. You know, as a coach and. Uh, and uh, why in the world Jim Brakeville hired me? I, I was coaching McClendon in high school, you know, there in Florence. And, okay, yeah. And uh, what in what in the world he saw in me to get me to come back to to coach for him at Morford? But I'm glad he did. And of course, he was yeah, I was very close to coach. He he was the baseball coach also at Walford when I was playing. And it was the defensive coordinator. And we we were we were reasonably close and. Um, and then uh, when he became head coach, he had an uh, opportunity to, or had an opening on his staff and called me one night and asked me about coming back. And so I went up there and visited with him and, uh, and uh, told him I'd come. Coach Snyder was the athletic director at that time. He was the head coach when I was playing. But uh, they got me in the back room and twisted my arm and said, now, you know, Walter's done a lot for you, giving you a lot, and helped you go to school, you need to give back. And so I, I left there, and I forgot to even ask them, you know, what my salary was going to be. And that was the first thing my wife asked me when I got back home. And I said, uh, she said, how much are they going to pay you? Because I was thinking about going with Dick Sheridan in Orangeburg. Uh, it's his defensive coordinator, and he was going to pay me a lot more than I was making at McClellan. And I said, well, you know, I didn't even ask. So I called back up there and I said, Coach, how much you going to pay me? And he said, and he told me, and I said, my gosh, Coach, 
I'm making more of that at McClellan High School right now. <laughs> he said, don't worry about it. We'll make it up to you. Well, right. we, won, we won nine that year. And the next year, we won 12 before we lost one. And uh, and so we won 21 games in a row. And, you know, they made it up to me. But uh, that, was, that was all the way we got it. So football has always been uh, very, very, very important to me. Well, I know about those backloaded um, contracts. You have to watch out for those. Yeah, especially when you have a wife, you have to really watch out for those. Yo, know, you better believe it. She now I mentioned she handled all the money. I got no idea if I got any money in the bank right now. Or not. <laughs> that's what. That's the great thing about having a supportive wife. She can take care of all that. You just do all the coaching. But coach, now let's let's talk about your Air Force years. You were there for twenty three years. Great success. Tell me what was so special about Air Force back then. Well, it was the players, and, uh, you know, we were blessed to be asked to go back uh, under Kenny Hatfield. He wanted to change offenses and go to the triple option, and uh, not many people out west knew a whole lot about triple option. Everybody, mm-hmm. Lavelle, Lavelle Edwards and everybody at BYU, they all throwing the ball Utah and everybody all over the country. And so, uh, you know, we sort of changed things a, a little bit. And first year we won two, the next year we won four, the next year we won eight, next year we won ten. And then Kenny had an opportunity to go back to Arkansas, his alma mater. And he'd always said the only place he would leave the academy would be Missouri or, the, or, or Arkansas. And so they asked me if I would take the job, and kids really had endorsed me for the job. And so uh, that's how we ended up being uh, being the coach. And so we were actually there at the academy for 27 years. But, uh, wow. um, you know, we, we uh, had a good thing going there when Kenny left, and we just wanted to, you know, be ourselves and continue to uh, – you know, to build on what we were doing, and and the kids really believed in what we were doing, and they believed in the option, and uh, and so it, you know, it was good for us, and uh, so we continued to, uh, uh, you know, to to run that. But most importantly, we were so blessed with the, the coaches that we were able to get to come there. But still, I think it was the kids that uh, were there, and the kids that we recruited, and you know, an academy kid it is a special kid. Uh, uh, you know, and uh, they've made it so enjoyable, and uh, and they just love the game. And, uh, you know, we were very blessed to have some doggone good players. And uh, some that uh, won an Outland Trophy, some that played in the NFL, some that, uh, you know, have excelled in the, in the Air Force and uh, just made us all very, very, very proud, you know. Hey, Coach, uh, this is Mike, and uh, pleasure having you on Always a pleasure you, to talk with you uh, as well, uh, anytime we have an opportunity. Uh, but uh, you obviously had a ton of, a ton of success at Air Force and, and as a, a coach. Um, and you talked a little bit about uh, how you got to Wofford and, and started coaching there. When did you know that you wanted to be a coach? When you, when well, you, you know, I... I I guess it was when I, I was at Wofford, I, uh, getting ready to go back to, for, for the season. You know, my high school coaches had really been so good to me, and I was a single parent kid, and and uh, was blessed to have a God-fearing mother and and, and grandmother, and uh, and they you know saw that I did things right, and uh, but my coaches, uh, I don't know where I'd be today if it hadn't been for my 
my coaches, and uh, I felt so blessed at, at, uh, in high school and at Walford. As a matter of fact, I've been asked by three families, uh, for three of my coaches, to do the eulogy at their funerals, which I consider the greatest honor, you know, in the world. But, I mean, they, they took a real interest, and so they asked me if I wouldn't help them out, you know, in coaching. You didn't have real big staffs at that time. They usually just two or three coaches, you know, and and so they asked me if I would help them coach, you know, as I was trying to get get in shape to go back to school. And uh, and then they, every year we, we I did that for a couple of years, and every year I got ready to leave, they give me $50. I said, mm. man, this coaching pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to Walford and had $50 in my pocket. Mm. Didn't have any money to begin with, and they had resources from so many different directions. And so anyway, uh, I thought coaching was pretty good. So uh, I thought at one time I wanted to go to dental school, but I think I was trying to please my grandmother for more for that than anything. But I did have I did take a pre med course until I got to organic chemistry and I thought I'd put that off for a little while. <laughs> got, got, got enough uh, uh, educational courses that I could uh, uh, that psychology courses that I could coach and uh, so we, I coached the first year over at Dennisville High School and that was our rival school mm-hmm. uh, when I was at Chirol and boy everybody at Chirol hated me for going to dental school but <laughs> right. we went over there and, uh, and we weren't very good but had a lot of fun and uh, I knew that uh, you know kids uh, you know uh, were special I knew that's what I wanted to do and so went on into the army and was there for two years and did my graduate work at the University of Pittsburgh and hung around the Steelers and hung around the uh, Okay. Put the good Panthers there and, and watched a lot of ball, a lot of high school, and stayed with the game. And the superintendent that I had it, at Bunnell uh, went to Florence and he stayed in touch with me. And then Bob Bell was my coach and uh, one of my coaches, and he was his Spartanburg. And, and uh, he asked me to come up there and coach with them. And But Jim Wall was the guy that uh, really, and I don't know if you remember Jim and I, but he was a, he really was a Hall of Famer from down in uh, in Florence, and he posted had been a great player at Walford, and uh, and so he asked me about being on the staff, and the superintendent had encouraged me so much about uh, about uh, uh, Florence, and so I decided to go there, and what a great experience that was, and I coached baseball, and we were very fortunate to have some pretty good baseball players, and mm-hmm. had a real good run there baseball also, you know, and so and then, of course, I was coaching still at, 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 at McClanagan High School when Coach Brakefield, you know, called me. And, of course, he would always come by the house and have dinner with us, so he'd always call me whenever he's coming through there recruiting, you know. And so I guess that had a little something to do with it. But, uh, you know, it, it's just it's, the whole game is about players and, you know, what you can do, you know, for them. And they did a lot for me, the kids, and I hope that I made a difference some lives at, uh, at every, everywhere I've been, but particularly at Air Force because I was there so long. And the good thing about coaching is you get calls every day and you get uh, uh, letters every day. I just had a, a, a former player from Minnesota to uh, send me a picture of his son today, and uh, mm. and uh, his son is six seven two eighty five. Wow. And, uh, and, and, you know, he had some great things to say about his time at Air Force. And I said, well, if you'd ever been that big, we'd have won the national team. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't that big, but he sure got some good genes. I guess. Right. No question about that. 
Well, Coach, this is David Wyatt over here. I appreciate you uh, being on the line with us and obviously an honor to have you in our Hall of Fame. And, of course, you have a storied coaching career, been successful everywhere you've gone and uh, have been an inspiration to those I know sitting on this side of the microphone, so we appreciate that. want to talk to you a little bit about the game of football. We, as you know, here at the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame are all about the leadership skills that this game teaches, that it's transferable to the business world, really teaches you a lot of leadership skills about success. And I know we've all been concerned about the safety in the game. There's been a lot of uh, improvements made starting uh, with helmets and concussion protocol and all of the uh, things that they've put into place. And I think the game has become a lot safer. But I want to ask you that question. I mean, what are your concepts for the game? What do you think has been the, the progress to date and moving forward? What do you see? Well, David, it's interesting that you would ask that because I just spoke to a group the other night at our church, men's group, and uh, I, I, I brought that out. And, you know, I don't know of any game that teaches more about life uh, than, uh, than than the game of football. And you get knocked down by guys, you can either stay down or you get up and fight, you know, and, and everybody gets knocked down. And, uh, and but, but just the things that you have to do in preparation and how you have to overcome adversity and uh, and uh, handle good and bad. And uh, But it's just, it just prepares you so much for life. And that's one reason why, you know, I, I, I felt uh, really obligated to, to, to go there. And that's one reason I, I uh, ended up staying at the academy because I'll be honest with you, I felt what we were doing at the academy in, in preparing young men in football weekend and day in and day out uh, was just as important as anything was going on because the academy is a leadership training school and that's what these kids were doing, learning to be the future leaders of our Air Force. And we've got kids today that are four-star generals, three-star generals that are in unbelievable positions in the Air Force with so many of them are flying and now a lot of them are flying uh, commercially and all. But, you know, I just felt that what we were doing in football was enhancing their, their growth and their development as career officers in the Air Force, and that's why we were there. And so I felt it was uh, a real challenge. I felt it was uh, everything we needed to do and should do, and our coaches felt the same way and bought into it, was to relate football to, you know, to, to becoming an Air Force officer. And so that's why I really felt that why I stayed there as long as I did. But I had so much respect for the quality of, of kids that we had and uh, felt that, you know, that, uh, that they, you know, had a lot of pride in what we were trying to do and believed in what we were trying to do. And was most of our kids were not uh, four and five star recruits in a measurement at that time. But at that time, but uh, we had some doggone good football players. But, uh, they just wanted to be, uh, you know, improved to people where they could play football at the Division One level. Oh, that's great, Coach. I, they may not have came in five stars, but after they um, was under you, they became five stars. Well, you can say that, but I do think the game today, in, in contrast to all the things that you read and see written about football, the dangers of football, uh, you know, I, I think it's a misnomer because I think mm -hmm. the game is safer than it's ever been before. Yes, sir. For several reasons. I mean, the helmet, uh, the research is going into that, the reconstruction and everything, uh, the ability of the training staff now and their knowledge on medical science, what we know about the concussions and things like that, and then the officiating itself and the emphasis that uh, that, that is encoded 
coaching about how to better tackle and, and how to be in better position. But the game, the way it's evolved itself, uh, you know, to where it's like wide open game, <laughs> like LeVar was saying, you know, it was pretty close in game whenever he was playing. Oh, yeah. Maybe tougher. Now you gotta you gotta be able to run a little bit. You gotta be able to perform in open space, so to speak. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I think one of the best ways in the world today to develop a kid that wants to play uh, high school football and wants to play college football is to let him play flag football till he gets to be about 13, 14 years old. Amen. And the reason I say that is because that's 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 the way football is today. It's so wide open, and and you gotta make open field tackles and you got to be able to run you got to get people to miss you and that type of stuff and, and it's an exciting game it really is I think the game is not that brunt to force game and contact game it's still a contact game don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but it but it's a, it's a game where the padding is so much better and the instruction is so much better and the people that are officiating the game are so much better and I'll tell you there are a lot of other sports today that are having a lot more serious injuries than high school football right yeah well coach i can feel the passion in your voice when you talk about football now tell me what you're passionate about at this point in time well my passion is being a good husband okay that's a good one (laughs) because my 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 mother-in-law said the reason luann and i uh, you know, we've been married 54 years. Wow, congratulations. Said, yeah. Well, the reason that, uh, that y'all have been married so long is you know we're home for half the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was probably true. <laughs> Coach Weiss said something similar to that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, most coaches we talk to say the same thing about yeah. being in the way. Were you that guy that was in the way anytime you were home? Well, I felt like that we did, you know, a pretty good job with the kids we were entrusted to. And I think no, you know, no finer compliment can be given to a, a college coach anywhere than for parents to, you know, approve for you, for them to come play for you. And then I think you just have an awesome responsibility to those guys, you know, that, um, that you have recruited. Um, and I just feel like that, you know, today that, uh, the football is, is you know, is, is, it's a, such a wide-open game, but it's safer, I think, today to play than, 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 ever, than it ever has been. Okay, good. Well, quickly, can you tell us a little bit about your foundation? I really love your concept. Can you tell the audience about the Fisher DeBerry Foundation, please? Well, this, this was something that uh, I think I laid on my horse back in 2002, 2003. Uh, as I was recruiting every year, and we had to recruit the whole United States because our kids you know, had to be appointed to the academy, and so we had to go all over the country in recruiting, and that was you know, fun but challenging, but then yet at the same time, uh, uh, you know, we were you know, in the homes of such uh, wonderful kids, but each year, it just seemed to be more and more and more single parent kids that I would see. And in some instances, you know, when you visit a home and you visit a kid that, you know, there's three or four other kids in that home and often uh, they were living with mother. And uh, sisters tell us today that uh, over 45% of the kids in this country live in a single parent home. And uh, 60% of the kids in this country today do not have a male figure in their life. Hmm. 
And so I just felt like that, uh, you know, God laid on our hearts to start a foundation where we might benefit kids, uh, single-parent kids, to have opportunities that they might not would otherwise be able to have, such as going to a summer FCA football camp or going uh, taking music lessons or having a, a medical issue or an academic support system. We had a young girl one time, we paid her way to Chicago to uh, single-parent. There's the only way she could get that. And and uh, and she won uh, and, and, uh, that particular weekend when she was there. She won a full four year musical scholarship. Mm. And so, point I'm making is you you give kids opportunities. You never know what uh, what might uh, happen. And so, our, Lou Ann and I feel like that. If we can just get kids to camp and they can be around the right people, they can improve their skills with the coaches they're there with. They can, you know, compete against other kids. And most importantly, if they can learn something about uh, leadership and about uh, character development and integrity and then certainly make a faith decision for their lives at that time. Because they're athletes, they can go back in their schools and just have a tremendous impact upon their teammates and upon their classmates. And you know, I think we all know that, uh, that schools are not the same that they used to be. There are a lot of things going on in right. schools today that uh, kids need to be able to stand to and look in the eye and say no. And, uh, and so what we try to do is send as many kids uh, to summer camps as we can, particularly SCA camps, and uh, we've sent as many as 700 in a in a summer. And this past summer, we sent uh, we sent over over uh, 400 uh, to to summer camps, and uh, and we just feel like it has made a difference. We know it has, and the testimony that we've gotten from a lot of a lot of uh, kids, uh, uh, you know, and uh, a lot of parents and, and, and coaches that it's just had a tremendous uh, impact and change in kids' life and, and, and certainly an impact in their program. And, of course, you know, a lot of coaches today want to take their whole teams. And, and, of course, then there are a lot of kids that can, you know, maybe pay part of their way, but then there's a lot of kids that can't go. But just two years ago, I had a, co- a coach to write me and tell me, thank you so much for enabling these numbers in our on our team to go and we took the whole team and and coach uh, this has been the third year we've been and this past year we never had anybody to steal anything in our football program <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I think good. it had a lot to do and they'd gone from winning five games to ten games to winning a state championship wow. so I think their experience had a lot to do this was in North Carolina but their experience had a lot to do with uh, with the experience they had that summer you know and so we felt very blessed to fortunate that we could help them go but we have uh, you know our Colorado Coaches Night for Charity North Carolina South Carolina Coaches Night for Charity where the, the college coaches come in and they they love what we're doing and, and we pay them a, a good stipend for coming but we raise money for the charity of their choice and you know the people that are there can you know get the, the, the real inside look at the coach's heart and you know interact with them personally and, uh, and we have some great fun and great uh, auction items and each coach brings one of his players and it's just a fun night and uh, God has really blessed what we're trying to do we raise significant funds to be able to you know to do those things well coach you are amazing he's making a difference through football guys. isn't he he's, yep. he's making a difference through football but honestly coach you're amazing um, when I met you I I I was drawn to you. Thank you so much for coming on our show. We really, 
really do appreciate it. And, um, you know, you've done so much to make a difference through football. We really appreciate it, Coach. Have a wonderful oh, day today, it. okay? We appreciate that, buddy. Good busy with y'all. Appreciate what y'all are doing, and uh, and uh, we'll get another great class this year. And they'll yes, be sir. very honored and humbled as as I was. Oh, coach, thank you again. We appreciate it. Thank you, coach. All right. Have All a right, great night, Thanks, coach. Take All care. Right. See you later. All right, bye. Yes, sir. Wow, what a incredible interview, Coach yeah. Fisher to Barry. I mean. Making a difference through football, Mikey. You're right about that. Good, and everything he does, which is, it, it, it's like his passion is is mm-hmm. well, is our mission essentially. And yep. So uh, one of your Hall of Fame classmates. One there. of my Hall of Fame classmates, and also more importantly, he's a member of the um, South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, and we urge everybody to become a member so we can support our program, support this organization, and really make a difference through football. That's great. That's great. Take it from a college football Hall of Famer, a, play, a coach of the year guy. Yep. A guy who is with a, one organiz, one school for 23 years as a head coach, a uh, couple years before that as an assistant, mm-hmm. uh, and also uh, born here, went here, went the to Main Street. Main Streets. Well, he's a champion. I love him. I mean, he, from where I've been able to get to know him, he's very humble, yeah. extremely mm-hmm. smart, mm-hmm. funny. I mean, can yes. crack you up. I remember at, at the uh, induction ceremony, he jumped up there and was like, yeah, when you see a turnip sitting on a fence post, you know it didn't get up there by itself. That's right. And that's, that's, right. that's just yeah. a perfect example. He has so, so much energy. Great people, energy. You may not realize it through the phone, but he's 81 years old. Wow. But you don't you don't feel that when you meet him, when you hear him. Well, we work with him at the at the Medal of Honor Bowl. Yeah. And of course, he commands a great respect everywhere he goes. And uh, it's fantastic. We hope that uh, you have enjoyed this interview as much as we've enjoyed uh, doing it. Thank you for supporting the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame and for listening today. And we'll be right back. You're listening to the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. You're listening to Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. What an awesome interview with Coach Fisher to Barry. We appreciate him being on the show with us. We certainly appreciate our sponsors. Thanks to Spinks for uh, making life easy for us. There you go. uh, What a great week of football and, of course, leadership. Coach DeBerry had a lot of lessons to, to teach no about question. leadership. South Carolina has so many great leaders. He's someone we're proud of. And, uh, LeVon, we're also proud of you, my friend. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, and I mean that. You are a leader, and, and you have – I love this little uh, episode that you've put together, the inside look. The inside look, yes. Of that leadership right. to our listeners. So without further ado, I'm coming to you, LeVon uh-huh. Kirkland, with the inside look. Well, uh, I'm sure that a lot of our um, listeners out there have heard this phrase before. In order to be the man, you got to beat the man. Now, what we want to talk about is in order to be the best, you have to follow the best. When you're trying to be the best, there are a lot of models out there. So follow the best model. When I was trying to be a Pro Bowl player, guys I looked up to were guys like Greg Lloyd, Kevin Green, Rod Wilson, and Damani Dawson. Those guys gave me the model of how to be the very best. So what I'm telling you and what is a great leadership thing is that when you're following the best, it leaves a lot of clues. Success leaves a lot of clues. Be a detective. That's pretty good stuff right there. That's not bad. I'll tell you what, be a detective. Now, 
Talk about a little bit. You just named all four or five phenomenal players. Yes. How did you figure out how to model who the best was and, and how to go after that? How well, did you pick it? Well, really, what you do is you kind of look at their practice habits, you know, kind of how they carry themselves. And one of the guys that I looked up to and who was a mentor, he didn't know he was a mentor, was uh, <laughs> Damani Dawson. He was our center. Hall of Fame Center, and the way that he carried himself was so remarkable. Great work ha habits, uh, great leadership. He wasn't a loud guy, but he led by example. And I was like, man, you know what? That's the guy I kind of want to follow. That's the kind of guy I want to be like. And he was a tremendous teammate, probably one of the nicest guys on the team. So I follow his model. And his model was um, he was basically one of the best players out there. So I want to encourage everybody to find a great model and follow after it. That's a great. That's, you know, hey, always walk in the path of your forefathers. If that's you correct. That's, that's fantastic. right. And, you know, you've been a trailblazer yourself. Oh, well, thank and you. Of course, that enables you to do that. Uh, uh, Mike, what what we what we have on the football front? We have pretty exciting. Uh, we did. We did football. As last week, the small schools took took center stage. This week, the bigger schools kind of came back on on uh, on our uh, radar big time big this time. week. This right. week, and uh, of course, we're we're following some players for the Blanchard Rogers Trophy. This trophy right here. That's you right. Want it, we know it. So I think that probably that first week in November you're going to see a finalist list for this. Okay. And um, right now we're kind of moving. We started with over 200 kids uh, just outside the state and then the ones inside. Yep. Well, now the list is about 40 to 50. Wow. So it's – and by – in Blue the next Mark. couple of weeks – those guys are going to start refining themselves, and we'll probably end up with about 10 to 15 kids so that will be on that finalist list. So gotcha. if you want to get on that list, now is the time to Ball move yeah, uh, because there's still a few couple more weeks to, to make an impact. But um, how about them Gamecocks, huh? Yeah, man. I mean, we they did a great job, tremendous. That job. win against hedges. Georgia it, between the hedges was remarkable, and uh, Israel Go Muko – Mukawama, Mukwama. Sounds good to me. Yeah, Israel. Israel, Izzy. <laughs> yeah. I, I think his Twitter handle is Izzy. Okay. It says Izzy. Yeah, um, Eleven tackles, three interceptions, one pick six. Hmm. That's a pretty good day. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, but also Javon Kinlaw. He's a kid that I've been watching for a little while. He had a great year last year. Mm -hmm. um, he he doesn't get a lot of hype stats wise because he's a defensive lineman. Yeah. Right. Uh, interior defensive lineman. Up. But right now he's considered one of the best interior defensive. Lineman in the country, um, he's probably going to be a Senior Bowl guy. He'll probably be a high, higher draft pick. Right. Um, but uh, he's from Charleston, and so he's a guy that we're Ken really Ken Law. He has five sacks as an interior lineman so far this year. Oh, that's great. Uh, through uh, what six games now? Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's pretty Ballin. that's pretty good yep. uh, for an interior defensive lineman. Uh, also, Ernest Jones from South Carolina. He's a middle linebacker there. He's he's just a young kid, a first year starter. Uh, but he led he leads the team in tackles 
right now for South Carolina. He led the team uh, this week with 12 total tackles, uh, but he's kind of balling too, um, and he's had a couple interceptions throughout the year as well. Mm -hmm. So he's really helped with that resurgence of that Gamecock defense. So uh, I'm interested to see how these guys go forward, but right now they're standing out. That defense is playing very, very well yeah. right now for the Gamecocks. Congratulations to the Carolina Gamecocks. That's a way to make the state proud there for sure. And then one small school kid I'll point out that played this this week, uh, uh, Brandon Rainey. He's a quarterback for the Citadel. Mm -hmm. uh, he combined for five touchdowns this week, nice. uh, this in, week? A, in a victory. Yep. Wow. And this is the second time in three weeks he's uh, combined for five touchdowns between running and passing. In a single game. In a single game. So um, right now I think uh, if I made did my math right, he's got 19 total touchdowns between rushing and, and passing uh, within the first uh, six weeks of the of the season. So for a for a small school quarterback, rushing, passing, especially in a, in the Citadel offense. What's his name? Rainey. Rainey. Yep. Brandon Rainey. So that's, that's Rainey. not like me when I was in high school. Right. About I mean, nineteen touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just he, kidding. He's doing he's doing fantastic. He 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 was out one game from injury. But he's been he's been doing pretty good. I think it was five games rolling with that Citadel Bulldog. Five yeah. games, nineteen touchdowns. You know, that's almost four touchdowns a game that he that he's responsible for. You're going to be successful with when your quarterback is is averaging four touchdowns a game. That's right. great. That's great. Uh, Blanchard Rogers update. Levon, what what uh, I know you what stood out to me? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I I like my guy Mike Williams for the San Diego Chargers. I mean, I thought they did a really tremendous job last night. Uh, I saw one time where he caught like three in a row. This guy is definitely a player. He it was a more, losing. He he's a losing more, effort though. But he needs more play. balls. He needs a lot more balls. But I mean, you know, the ones he got, he did something with it. So uh, Mike Williams is doing an outstanding job. Yeah, we need to start that pro South Carolina players in the pro. Yeah, uh, man. And, and yeah. Stephon Gilmore from the South Carolina side, Rock Hill. Yep. Right. He is all I, pro level right now. He's probably the best cornerback that's playing right now. At, with the New England Patriots. He is balling out. Yes. And, no uh, uh, they, they got him from Chicago, right? Uh, from, no. the or, from the Bills. That's yeah, the from the Bills. From the Bills. But he, he may be uh, one of the best defensive players in the, in the league right now. He's a okay. great guy, too. He's giving back. I see him yep. giving back in yep. South Carolina. And Rock right Hill, great history there in football here in South Carolina. We're, we're doing it in South Carolina. There's no right. Lamar, but. Yeah, that's, that's right. There's no Lamar, <laughs> That's right. They that's do. right. Yeah. That's right. So, Stephon Gilmore, uh, great job from from the Gamecock side. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, well, look, oh, 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 there it goes. I tell you what, we have a lot more stuff we wanted to get into. But, you know, hey, the Willie Jeffries flag. Can't argue in. with that. Again, I no. uh, want to thank Evan Tripp, our uh, – valiant producer and director thank you for all that you do thank you to the listeners we appreciate your support of this inside blitz with levine kirkland in the south carolina football hall of fame making a difference through football you're joining that legacy you're part of our legacy and so we thank you very much so stay tuned for next week's show and we'll be back with more inside blitz with levine kirkland you're listening to inside blitz with levine kirkland